You're listening to episode three of Intranetter, the podcast from the Intranetism team. Today, Luke and Jonathan talk about internal comms and social. Well, uh, good morning, Luke. Um, we're here for episode number three of Intranetter, and this is your first podcast. So welcome to the team. How's it for you? It's marvellous. It's not pretending that you're some sort of old hat at this. You've you've done this twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, many student days doing student radio as well. So, Luke, we've seen a whole heap of new social technologies come into the enterprise in the last few years. And there's a new player on the market in, in workplace in particular. So what's your first take on the impact of social on internal comms teams? I think uh, the first thing to, to really notice is that the, the way that socials worked um, you know, out, out there in the real world is that people aren't sharing massive, well-constructed, well-thought-out, edited um, you know, articles, uh, they're not necessarily doing heaps of research. The, the things that have been successful are the short messages, the, the, the things that are, are shared um, in the spur of the moment. And the successful messages are those the ones that capture people's in, imagination and, and that are really relevant to them and, and things that they can share on and, and want to be associated with. Um, you, you wrote a post about uh, the impact of workplace uh, by Facebook on, on comms teams a few weeks ago. You, you were talking about some of these things there. Yeah, and I think this is a really interesting space. And I think um, if you go back to looking at the kind of materials which internal comms teams do for digital, they tend to be, you know, 150, 200 word um, articles. They tend to be uh, quite factual and in my experience, not particularly engaging. And I think there's going to have to be a, a big twist in the way that uh, these teams work, particularly when it comes to things like workplace. Because if you think about how Facebook works, you know, why do I write something? What do I write? And what do I share with others? It tends to be short, engaging, enriching, funny, um, interesting kind of materials. In fact, in some ways, Luke, uh, many of the things which I think internal comms teams wish they produce, but in reality don't. Uh, and that's going to mean that things are changing a great deal. To to put it simply, you know, in a traditional intranet, you put an article up there and it stays there for as long as the, the system allows or chronology allows, I suppose. And that won't be true in a social communication world that the post will pretty much only be shared and, and have longevity if others share it and if others consume it. So there's going to be uh, some some big changes, I think, to the way that people write and what they write in order to make sure that it it hits that that moment for people. And that's not going to be something that comms teams can necessarily engineer. That's that you know you you can't make yourself popular as a comms person just by uh, you know hierarchically saying I'm the only person who has the ability to publish. So right. that 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 kind of audience is going to have to be earned in in a much more you know, real and democratic way than it ever has been in the, the old traditional top-down cascade kind of model. That's right. And you, you make me, you remind me, I guess, of a story where I was sitting with an agency and the agency said, well, we'll just design a viral as if that was possible. You know, the very nature, I think, of this kind of material in a social environment is that it will be shared if the people who read it want to share it. And that's a very interesting dynamic. It puts the a lot of the control about what gets disseminated in a new internal comms world back into the hands of uh, of the employees and not in terms of the, the internal comms teams. I guess uh, another thing to consider here is that social is, 
inherently a, a, a human thing. It comes from a person. And in the corporate world, messages have come from a department or they've been you know, from the organization itself. And that's, that's not going to work with a social platform. No, and, and that's a really interesting point. And I know the number of organisations that I've worked with in the past, there's almost been a hesitancy uh, for internal comms people to put their name to an article as if that would mean somehow people would come back to them and ask them questions about it, which, uh, I don't know, in my mind kind of feels slightly ironic and uh, slightly opaque in the way that you want to operate. And you've, but you're right, in this world, uh, you're going to have to have an account with a name on it, and that name will be the person that that shares it on. Now, I think that's good news um, because you know people tend to trust people much more than they will trust a, an anonymous department, maybe in an enterprise. So, the idea of having it actually physically come from somebody uh, with the trust and confidence that that potentially builds, I, I think that has to be that has to be good news. Um, but you know, I think one of the the other key thing for me around uh, technologies like workplace is the just the way in which they will be quickly adopted because of that consumer knowledge of of facebook in this example and i think that that will mean that um, you know people will be familiar with it they'll they'll use it quite instinctively uh, and that has to be good for adoption uh, i know uh, you and i luke in many years have, have talked about uh, intranet uh, and how it needs to be an instinctive process and how we're never going to send uh, employees through a training course for their intranet and say of course is absolutely true here but uh, unlike any other system it really is something that people will just know by virtue of the billion plus people who already use the facebook platform so they'll they're going to know how to uh, how to write something how to share something how to like something so but in that in that world in in facebook as as we know it uh, out in the real world there's no there's no comms team there's no there's no uh, uh, corporate uh, body who's controlling where that that stuff comes from and for a lot of people the the more formal uh, uh, news outlets or um, um, uh, advert advertising agencies are the people that that really don't don't get liked they don't get shared in, in the same way as the the real conversations that are going on so so what does that leave the role of you know the traditional internal comms person doing when they're using a tool like Facebook for work. Uh, I think it's a really interesting question, and it it really comes back to, um, I guess, the difference between true social material and and published material. Still, people they want credible sources. So, let's put it this way: you know, we can go out on Twitter right now, you and I, and we could do a search on a topic, and we could come back with a thousand opinions or a thousand articles on any given news topic that's out there right now but which of these are credible which of them um, are trustworthy which of them should we believe which of them shouldn't we believe and that is something that internal comms teams and probably employees are going to have to wrestle with in this new social world because the truth is is that employees have access to the tool and they can be sharing news well is this official news or non-official news? Is it trustworthy? Is it credible? Is it correct? I think these are some of the challenges that um, uh, we're going to have to wake up to. Uh, but I do think that that probably explains to some degree the role of internal comms about providing still nevertheless a credible source of content that others can then on share. Uh, the difference being is that they won't be the only source. They won't be the only source of credible stuff, but uh, they will have a, a measure of authority, I suppose, by the nature of the job that they do. 
but do you think people are going to trust that you know you look you look out at the, the the real world again and um and and news outlets are having a problem with this the the advent of um of fake news the idea that things get shared not because they're coming necessarily from credible places but you know just the the volume in which the number of people saying something gives it that credibility is something that that news agencies and governments have have failed to really manage can we really expect corporate teams to you know put out an official message and and for people to follow it or or are we going to see fake news in the organization becoming a thing in a way we've already seen it um you know if you have a, a yammer or a jive uh, installation right now there will always be a question that says hey can somebody help me with this or what's the answer to why and there'll be a whole bunch of answers in there luke and some of these are good quality answers and some of them are just not what happens well the employee needs to kind of wade through them and figure out the, the sense of truth or the the news and the fake news i suppose in that in that situation uh, i'm sure that loss of lost productivity um, or lost opportunity is right there in that mix of stuff it is really hard to figure out what's good and what isn't so i do think there is still a space for an internal comms team and that kind of credibility what i do think is that they won't be the only voice and that i think is of great value uh, because if they're the only voice then uh, we're probably not finding out truly what's going across an entire organization. So, yeah, interesting times for this technology, I think. I can see that comms teams are also going to have to pick up some more sort of social responsibility. So the, the role of things like community management, the role of creator become much more relevant for a, a, an internal comms team um, in addition to their role as a, as a kind of creator as a, of content or a writer. So like you say, everybody's going to be writing things, um, but somebody is going to have to pick up the things that are right and start the, the way of, of echoing them, resharing them, and putting them in front of the right people uh, and, and giving them that sort of stamp of authority, if you like, to yeah. say that these are, these are the things we hear. Equally going in and and putting right the things that are wrong, being a formal voice to say that that this particular piece of information is is misinformed or just opinion or, or whatever it might be, and 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 from community management going in and helping those people to to say things in the right way, helping everybody else in the organisation become a better communicator and and more aware of what the the real kind of messages and the real intent and and strategy of what we're trying to do as an organization might be because i think the sort of things that people share on facebook and on twitter um are, are things that are very personal to them and, and very well understood and whilst understanding of the platform is going to um, translate pretty well into the into the corporate world uh, the things that people are probably going to need help with are understanding more about that context understanding more about you know what what the organization wants and how everybody can can work together towards a common goal rather than necessarily just sharing their their own personal views which are, are still perfectly valid and, and are going to have a, lots of, of benefit to be able to echo them and for other people to hear them but it's that collective conversation that's going to end up with you know better understanding across the board and, and new ideas and, and better decisions being made. Right. And I remember uh, many, many moons ago, I was working on a project about um, data reporting and about uh, making some kind of transparency, I suppose, about the data that was being collected in the reports and the facts about a particular organisation. Um, 
And we realised quickly that by aggregating everyone's data sources into one place, much like aggregating everyone's news into one social space, what you get is a lot of information, but a hell of a lot of noise. And it became quite difficult for people to really pull out the signal from that noise and to really understand what was true and what wasn't and what was new, what was necessary and what wasn't as well. So the way that we got around that was to have a, uh, gosh, this is almost terribly, terribly boring for the people doing it, but we had a small team of people whose job it was to verify and much like a, a Twitter blue seal stamp, um, they were able to attach that to the reports or to the articles or to, hey, in this brand new world, news that was was genuine. Um, it may not be the only source of truth, but it did mean that people could readily sort by the stuff that had been verified and therefore was probably slightly more trustworthy than the rest of the noise. But um, I, I think that signal to noise ratio be it on news, be it on data, be it on whatever, I think is going to be a, a critical skill to have uh, in a social enterprise. You've been listening to Intranetter, the podcast from the Intranetters and team. Today, hosted by Jonathan and Luke, and as ever, music by the Hackney Colliery Band.